Welcome to College Talk. It's me, your host, Beth Brandon, and I am excited. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the For the Health of It series. Today we're talking about healthy expectations. Um, We're going to dive into what that means in just a little bit, but first I'm going to let my guest introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Trice Batson. I'm the coordinator of diversity and inclusion at Kalamazoo Valley Community College. Awesome. So how did you get there? What was your journey like to get to KVCC? I can tell you that it wasn't planned. Um, (laughs) I went through college. Mm -hmm. Um, When I graduated from Western with a um, bachelor's degree in marketing. Okay. Um, Out of that whole deal of uh, (laughs) four-year university, (laughs) um, I didn't know what to expect. I I was just happy to be, you know, done with school right. and I had a at the time I was working in retail mm-hmm. and so with a marketing business degree I kind of stayed in retail mm-hmm. just to kind of see what that was all about mm-hmm. I say did four years like I was in prison but you know the whole time <laughs> I was there I was trying to figure a way out so yeah um I remember when I finally got a chance to leave I went into um financial planning oh cool and so I kind of d- did that for a very little bit mm-hmm. Um, but found that you have to kind of scale up and you got to make money. You got to kind of run your own business and it's hard to run your own business when you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, after that, um, I actually worked for Girl Scouts, um, for a while as a, um, yeah, outreach facilitator. Very cool. Yeah. So that was kind of a part-time job, but it was cool. Learned a whole lot at the time. Then a friend of mine who was, had just become an interim general manager at a local hotel Mm -hmm. reached out to me because I had some, um, some tax knowledge I had went through the H&R block tax classes so I was certified tax mm-hmm. consultant for a little bit so he kind of bought me on to be a controller at the hotel oh. um yeah like it's kind of a long story but then hey, um it's awesome next thing you know it was 12 years in hospitality dang um <laughs> and then I really took a leap a, a leap of faith to be honest with you um I, was, I had a job so I while I had a job I was looking for a job because mm-hmm. I just know it was time for me to get out of hospitality Job popped up at KVCC. Um, friend of mine, long-term friend of mine, worked there, and um, I think it was just a situation where, like I said, I took a leap of faith because it was uh, a position that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And the woman that was in charge of hiring at the time, um, she had had a former life in hospitality, so it was an awesome match. Yeah. And she just bought me a board, and so kind of what, what we're talking about later on. You know, she was huge really really big and she was really my introduction into the um social justice if you will Mm -hmm. and diversity and inclusion and equity Mm -hmm. that whole piece so in a nutshell wow that's that's how i got where i am that's awesome what a journey and i think that's really cool because um so many people i think that we've talked to who are in higher ed like their first initial goal was not higher ed it was something else and then it was something that sort of fell into yeah um and i think that goes for like any major uh i have friends who have degrees and things that like gave them skills to work in something they're in but it's not what they got their degree in and um i think it's just so interesting how people's lives and journeys play out and i think it's okay if everything doesn't go as planned absolutely yeah, and yeah. you know we try to tell students that that you know you come in if, if you know what you want i have friends that knew what they wanted yeah. fresh out of high school mm-hmm. 
and they're still doing that to this day. Yep. Um, but the greater percentage is just doing something else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. So jumping into the nitty gritty, um, diversity and inclusion. Those are pretty big buzzwords in higher education, and I think sort of just out up and about in the world now. But what do they really mean? Wow, you know, diversity, uh, we'll start with diversity, you know. I think that word has evolved over the last, who knows, four or five decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think today it's really, um, it's about looking at the differences that we all bring into, whether it's the workspace Mm -hmm. or um, church space or, Mm -hmm. you know, just our community as a whole, our earthly community, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And just really trying to appreciate everyone for what they bring to the table, whether it's around ableism. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the things that we're kind of um, looking at at Kalamazoo Valley. Um, Then you have um, mental health awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, so we, we look at these things in order to really bring people together because they are buzzwords and i think people suffer from diversity fatigue yeah definitely um and so in order i think to keep people i'm going to be honest you know to keep the majority of folks in the room still when they hear diversity Mm -hmm. you you, you have to kind of just find the intersections Mm -hmm. so you know when you talk about ableisms and and those things don't discriminate you know You, Mm -hmm. you have people that are whether they're bound to a wheelchair it's not because they're black Mm-hmm. You know, they're bound yeah. to a wheelchair, not because, you know, of their age or color. It's because of something happened to them or, you know, maybe that they were just born that way. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's where diversity, at least for me and what we do at, at Valley, is really trying to look past the ethnicity and the race aspect of it. Now, we don't ignore it mm-hmm, because definitely. we always have to come back to that because mm-hmm. that's just the culture that we're in. That's the mm-hmm. society we, we've been raised in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's so many, it, there's so many aspects of diversity that, that we really try to look at. So. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge because I, I think in, um, when you first start looking at diversity, I think it is very much like the, the racial and um, ethnicity and like cultural pieces, but it, it's so much more than that. And all of that plays into the other things that you kind of mentioned, like the ableism. And um, it's, it's interesting how broad the term or the word diversity, like how many things it spans um, and how many things that like, if you are in the majority, you don't think of. Um, and, and so to start learning about it um, and to really get ex- to experience that in college is kind of the idea of this this podcast, this week's episode, is to how to figure out how to lean into that mm. um, and, and learn from that because um, you're going to encounter a lot of people in your life and the better that you can not just like accept but include and embrace them, I think that's when you really start to see like joy and success and... and and things um and that's the next word inclusion yeah um going beyond that idea of accepting and then really like embracing it can you kind of talk a little bit about what inclusion looks like maybe at kbcc or even just wider in general sure thing i like to look at diversity i mean i'm sorry inclusion on on two different planes if you will Mm -hmm. um if you're looking at a workplace um or even college i think the idea of inclusion is being able to bring your absolute normal self mm-hmm. natural self mm-hmm. to wherever space you're going to be in for that day whether that's the classroom whether that's the dentist's office whether mm-hmm. that's um whatever your workspace is and i think again as i try to break it down to two areas if i'm a manager at a corporation and i have seven people that directly report to me mm-hmm. 
I will try to be as inclusive as possible in regards to making decisions. I want to make sure they get in order to get their buy in, they're going to be part of the decision making process. Mm-hmm. I'm going to farm them or, or mine them for their ideas. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make it an expectation mm-hmm. that they bring their ideas to me. Now, they may not always stick, mm-hmm. but they have to understand and, you know, that their ideas are valued. So I think that is huge in regards to inclusion. Now, when we look at it from the diversity aspect of things, I believe that you talk about cognitive diversity, you talk about being able to have a seat at the table mm-hmm. as opposed to just having a token, mm-hmm. you know, at the table just to check a box. No, we want a person to come to the table and bring their unique experiences. And again, we want to welcome those experiences, right? And mm-hmm. if we look at Valley and our student body, uh, we want to be inclusive of all of the students mm-hmm. what are your unique experiences what are your backgrounds where you come from let's talk about these things and then try to be equitable mm-hmm. right around that so yeah, definitely um actually that just brought up another word um equality versus um equity equitability is that what you equity would, you, equity yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. equality versus equity um could you break those down a little bit too because i think People sometimes use the terms interchangeably, and they're not really. Yeah, you're right. I just had a conversation with someone, I believe it was yesterday. Oh, and I, I think they were, their intentions were great, and I think they yeah. just crossed, you know, they crossed the wires because they were confusing the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, as simple, simply put for me, the equality aspect of it, we always, we like to use this, if you have children, right? You mm-hmm. have kids. Mm-hmm. And say you have three kids, Mm -hmm. you want to treat all your kids with as much love as possible. You want to give them all this, you know, you want to love them as as best as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, one kid may need a little bit more motivation, okay, (laughs) than the other kids. So you're going to find different ways to motivate that kid. Mm -hmm. Kid number two is Mm self-motivated. So you allow that kid to do some things you provide him with guidance. Mm -hmm. And then kid number three, you know, Again, that one is going to need some some different, uh, you know, a different approach. So you just have to be able to approach people with what they need. You give them the mm-hmm. type of love they need in mm-hmm. the way that they need it. And not everyone needs the same type of love. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where the equity piece is. Um, and it does get confused with equality mm-hmm. because everyone feels like they should have the equal amount of things. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. So you get into that word fair. Right, right. Right. So then that's a really sticky word. So um, it, it's a case by case basis, but it's being able to, again, I always bring it back to the workplace, too. If we're in the workplace, I just happen to be six foot two. Mm-hmm. Um, I can reach reach certain things. So I don't need a ladder. Right. 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 Yeah. But a colleague of mine might be five foot two. He or she may need a ladder. Mm-hmm. So the equity is making sure that they have the ladder mm-hmm. the equality is the fact that we can give them the ladder Let, mm-hmm. let's let's give them the ladder so mm-hmm. um does that make sense yeah it does okay. it does um i think that's that's important too because like I, I did a uh oh geez like a like a bias training this year and it, the example they use is like everyone's trying to see over a fence and like yeah, you said one bosses. person's tall yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely um and and that like i think really clarified it for me and the same thing with what you said i think um I think almost like the height thing gives like the best visual clue where like, I don't, yeah, I just, I just, if you've got two people standing on the same one person's higher, the other person, if they're both going to see one person needs that little extra, like same thing with the kids. And, um, 
and I and it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of pushback towards the equity because they're like, well, well, you know, we're shooting for equality, whereas, you know, I mean, if you look at it for your kids, like you want to give them those love, like that's how you should feel about everyone. So, yeah. oh, it's a sticky situation, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, in the work that I do, you know, full disclosure, there's a lot of sticky conversations. Mm-hmm. There's pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, we have conversations where people will leave the room, both physically and me- mentally. Mm-hmm. So uh, oftentimes we have workshops, we have conversations that in order to keep people in the room, mm-hmm. but it is around the equality because some people don't understand that. Um, we like to say some people are, are, are born on third base, mm-hmm. right? In the game of baseball. Yeah. Some people are born on third base mm-hmm. and it's not their fault. They're born on third base. Mm-hmm. Some people are born in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They need extra help just to get inside the, the, the ballpark. When some mm-hmm. people are just, they're standing on third just by the nature of, of their life and their, their family legacy. Mm-hmm. So then that gets into a deeper piece, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, around legacy and, and history and things like that. Mm-hmm, so definitely. it really is about just having conversations and having people stay in the room and um, meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. But it can be sticky. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I bet. Um, so I think my, my next question goes um, into kind of like how to lean into those sticky situations. So one of the, the best pieces of like life advice, uh, really about college, like college, the college journey that I got was from my uncle. And he was like, college is the place where you go to learn how to learn. Um, and that really stuck with me because it was like, yes, like you're there to take, you know, your classes and you're there to get like good grades and to learn and to become like, you know, learn the coursework, but it's also how to learn how to function outside of high school and your parents' house and how to um, interact with people and work with people and how to work with yourself. Um, And so in that concept of learning, like what's a, you know, what are some ways that you've talked to students about or you've seen students um, be successful when they've entered into a totally new atmosphere um, and they may be feeling like, you know, pushing back and like kind of maybe they're headed towards one of those sticky conversations. Um, what are some, I guess, pieces of advice or things that you've seen students do to turn those situations around and really lean into that almost discomfort um, around entering a new situation and, and whether it's, um, you know, talking to someone about, you know, there needs to be a ramp here or it's um, interacting with someone who has very different ideas than you politically or something like that, you know, any of the above. Wow, that's a huge question. It is, I know. But, no, it's <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. You know, there's a few things that I'm going to try to capture here mm-hmm. is you have to take everybody. I always say um, cha- change is difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you come to college, I like what you said, your uncle said, you come to learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. And so the very first thing is you have to take one person at a time, one day at a time, one situation at a time. Yeah. That's probably the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to change everyone's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, you try to change the way people think about things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it really depends on the situation. I can tell you, for example, um, there's a young man that, um, that I encounter on a daily basis and mm-hmm. I've watched him grow and change, oh, wow. you know, yeah. coming from Detroit, coming from a, a, a situation to where he's very hardened on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, but he wants to learn, but you know, college is difficult for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture of college is difficult for him mm-hmm. and he's graduated. Now he's just graduated. He got a certificate and then he got, um, just got his associate's degree. Oh, but awesome. in the last two and a half years, there's been some difficult conversations with him mm-hmm. um, as he, it's been a culture clash, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the end of the day, that's what it is. But what has helped him is 
he wants to learn. Mm-hmm. His ability to have an open mind and understand that he has to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the probably the biggest piece. If a person's not ready for the message, all mm-hmm. you can do is try to plant the seed right. and not get discouraged and, and let them go. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I think that's another thing. That's one a piece of advice I will tell people all the time is mm-hmm. if you are having a conversation with mom or dad or a student or what have you, if your intentions are great, just understand that everybody's at a different part of their journey than we may be definitely you have to yeah. understand that and so um depending on i'll use this analogy i, I use mm-hmm. a lot of analogies i know that's awesome if we are going to go to this utopia right mm-hmm. and the utopia just happens to be in los angeles just stay with me for a okay. second okay and we're here in kalamazoo mm-hmm. you have to understand this road that we're on everyone's going to be on a different part of that road some people may be in denver Mm-hmm. Some people may be in their bed still, okay, yeah, yeah. as you woke. Some people not woke yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some people may be in Los Angeles. Some pe- hey, Let's be honest, too. Some people may have left their driveway and went in the opposite direction. They're headed True. towards Maine. True. Some people are headed towards Alabama. Mm-hmm. They don't even want to have. So you have to understand where people are in their journey. Mm-hmm. And you, ca- you can pick up on that relatively quickly mm-hmm. when you're talking to them. But as long as your intentions are great. Um, and you stay the course within how your heart is going about the conversation. Mm-hmm. You just kind of, no, it's not easy. No, no, I've yeah. been at this probably for the last five years and it's been a learning process for me mm. and I'm still learning every day. Mm-hmm. So my piece of advice would be just try to learn where people are on that, in that journey um, and plant a seed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so I think kind of going back to that, that mindset piece, I think that's kind of the healthy expectation uh, idea that I was I was trying to get at is like understanding that not everyone's going to be in the same place as you and uh, <laughs> you just got joined by the podcast cat here um, not everyone's in the the same uh, the same spot in their journey as you are you might just be starting out um, but I think like you have to have that open mind or um, I mean shutting down automatically is going to get you nowhere yep. um, and uh, I guess the question is, you know, you said that the one student was there, he really wanted it, and that's what got him through. Um, I, you know, I, I guess, like, if, if students are kind of struggling and they're trying to figure out um, what to do or they're trying to really fight closing that mindset, mm-hmm. um, I guess what are some, some things that you talk to, you know, folks at KBCC about to, like, you know, okay, take a step back and then come back and attack it again? Like, how, how do you recommend um, students do that or – um, is I guess is there a way to kind of figure out what's best? Yeah, for my, if you want to call it professional experience, mm-hmm. it is to. As you're having a conversation, don't take it personal. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't take it personal, mm-hmm. and I've come up against that quite often. Yeah, and then you just learn to say that you're not going to change everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't help everybody in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not time. Right. But if that person continues to cross your path, mm-hmm. you can have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually they're either, either erode their mindset, right. Right. To help right. change it or it won't. But I always say that you, you just try anyways, because it's planting the seed mm-hmm. and not everyone's ready to receive that message at that time. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I say is just don't don't take it personal, mm-hmm. which is difficult to do. And that's why yeah. these conversations get 
kind of um, heated mm-hmm. oftentimes because people like to take these things personal. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think they should be taken personal, but mm-hmm. we're talking about a, a mindset from, I was going to try to generalize this into a traditional student's age, but no, we're, <laughs> this is, this is lifelong. This is generational. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It really is. So, yeah. Um, and, and when you're talking about that, that mindset shift and the growth and like planting those seeds, um, it, it reminded me of the, the like chickering seven vector student development theory where that, that, um, idea of like moral development. Mm. And I think that's something too, um, that I, you know, when you go up around the same people, um, going to the high school, you know, if, if you haven't moved and you've gone to the same high school your whole life, um, almost in a way it's like your morals have sort of been picked out and laid out for you based on the culture of the community that you're in. And when you go to college, that can vastly change. Um, and so like sometimes it's either a hard to find a new community, um, or B it's hard to go back to, um, the old one. And, and my question is, have you had any conversations with students who are really struggling to find a place? And whether that's a student who's coming from like a very rural area to like, I mean, I would say Kalamazoo is like pretty urban compared to like where I grew up where we had like 800 people in in our little village. Um, you know, and you know, how do you help find students like that find community? But then also like Kalamazoo is very small compared to Detroit. So, um, you know, students may be struggling to find a community, especially because I would say KVCC is a, is a predominantly white institution. It's PWI. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so if you're a student of color coming from whether urban or rural, um, helping students find communities, uh, you know, in there, and that can span again, any of those, um, intersections of diversity, whether that's LGBTQIA, things like that. Yeah. Great question. So what we try to do is if you have a larger, you know, institution organization Mm -hmm. like Western, Mm -hmm. it's, I want to say it's probably easier because you have Mm -hmm. more students. It's traditionally at four years. You know, people are usually there for Mm -hmm. four or five, six, seven, you know, super senior, whatever. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, no offense. I was that guy. So, but when you have a commuter school like Valley or Kalamazoo Valley, Mm -hmm. we, we try, Mm -hmm. you know, we try to have uh, student organizations that Mm -hmm. look at, um, you know, just cultural makeup, you know, um, Mm -hmm. For instance, we have a brother-to-brother program. Now, the brother-to-brother pro- program was originally situated for produ- for um, black males, mm-hmm. but that was switched over due to the law, I believe it was 20, um, 28, 2008, Prop mm-hmm. 2, I believe it was. Okay. Um, but since then, we still continue to work around that, and it's open to all men now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it really is just about helping students, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. find community. And there was... Um, so we have several. We have a multitude of student organizations that we try to make sure students know about. Mm-hmm. Um, students can create their own organizations. We try to make sure students understand that they can come in and they, we give them the power to create their own, you know, their own corners, if you will. There's the international student um, organization that's mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. I know Mosaic was there at one point. Um, I think it's dormant now, but we've been trying to kind of re- re- revamp that in several different ways. So in order to help the students do that, we have great resources mm-hmm. that we channel them to. And then those resources try to make sure that they understand here. This is how you find these groups. Mm-hmm. So the groups are there. What makes it difficult is that we are a commuter school. And, you know, it, it, there are student led groups. So those groups have to be there and they have to be led by students. Let me say that they have to be led by students mm-hmm. and you can get a momentum flowing. But if a person graduates in two years, then that right. kind of. You know, it goes with them up and down, you know, so it is up, it's up and down, but it's, it's, so the answer to your question is 
we're always looking. We're always pointing people in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, there's several groups that are already there that's um, that are, are perpetuous. Mm -hmm. Perpetuous. Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying <laughs> to say that correctly. I'm sorry, people. But it's okay. I said equability. Uh, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's that's a great question, and it's something that we struggle with. Mm -hmm. You know, it mm -hmm. is something that we struggle with, and that's where the inclusion piece come in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a position like mine is is very valuable to make sure that the students know that, you know, we are trying to be inclusive, and mm -hmm. we know that students struggle. I struggled again coming mm -hmm. from Flint, Michigan, mm -hmm. ooh, coming to to Western mm -hmm. um, PWI, as you call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a huge um, culture conflict mm -hmm. um, there, but you know. The resources are there. I wish I had to sort these resources out. And that's, again, I'm going to say this last thing, then we can move on. But we push to students when they come aboard to say, hey, we have these resources here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not putting it on the students. But I remember, I know the resources was there when I was at Western. But being 18 years old, and I was just like, ah, I, mean, I don't, you know, you're trying to get to class. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so. Trying to get the basics. You're trying to get the basics. Yeah. I got to put one foot in front of the next, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry for being long-winded there. No, no, that was a great answer. And, yeah. um, and, and I think it's okay to put some of it on the students, too, because, you know, it is. It's about learning how to learn. And, um, and you know, like you said, if those communities are out there, um, maybe it means you have to stay in a weird half hour, hour gap after your class to go and connect with that community. Right, and right. Um, it's about making the choice to be involved um, and the choice to like push and grow. And um, whether that's finding a community that makes someplace feel like home or a, a community that challenges you um, and helps you learn more either way. Like that's like, I guess the choice ends up being on the student, um, which I think again is different than, than high school. And that's like another thing is that that freedom is there um yes and and so you can make those choices and if if you've you want to you know change your viewpoint on something like college is a, a great time to kind of explore that and like take a class on it or you know join a student org or um go to an event put on by a student org if you're not ready to commit and and things like that um i want to touch on one more thing before i jump into like our two set questions okay um you mentioned the the taking things personally and i think one thing that I noticed um, in undergrad and still today and also still struggle with it as a, a, a person in the majority culture, as a white person, um, is the, the word privilege um, and not taking conversations about that personally. And I think that's a, a really important thing to touch with or touch on. Um, you know, if you're a student who's coming with and you may not recognize that you are born with privileges based on where you grew up or things like that. Um, but like recognize that that's a, a word that's going to come up in college. And I think what you said that is perfect to not take that personally. Um, and I just, can you touch maybe a little bit on what the word privilege, I guess, means in even like all fat, you know, facets of diversity? Yeah. Let me start by saying I didn't necessarily understand mm -hmm. from a male perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You know, as a male, as a heterosexual male, mm -hmm. I have certain privileges that I've only become aware of over the last three years. Mm -hmm walking to my car at night um mm -hmm. not necessarily having to worry about maybe i should you know but mm -hmm. things that women have to worry about mm -hmm. or will worry or worry about or may worry about in regards mm -hmm. to safety mm -hmm. that's a privilege for me you know being mm -hmm. a heterosexual male being able to you know go um and put pictures of my significant other up you know in, yeah. in my office that's a privilege mm -hmm. i wasn't made aware of mm -hmm. um until probably the last three years. And so that's one aspect of privilege. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we get into the two words you're looking at, mm-hmm. and I think it's the underneath the undercurrent mm-hmm. here. We're talking about the white privilege that people, you know, that buzzword or buzz term that's out there. Yeah. You know, I think, again, if if a person takes that personally, mm-hmm. then that's within them to try to figure out why they're taking it personal. And, you know, yeah, I think the definitely. maturity level that it takes to do so um you know, they can seek it out. Mm-hmm. I, I believe so too. It is one of those, it's a very contentious mm-hmm. term these days for some folks. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, um, it is a privilege and what it is to me. And uh, again, no disrespect to anyone, mm-hmm. but as an African-American male, I understand that there is a skin privilege. I'm a light skinned, mm-hmm. you know, African-American male. Um, and there's certain things that I can pass on or I may get away with or I may be have less discrimin you know, discrimination just because I'm light skinned. Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately the darker you get, the more skin tax you are going to receive. Mm. Um, and that's just the truth of the world and a lot pretty much the nation that we live in. And so going back to the privilege part, I just think people have to understand that the history of it all, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a huge history that and not to be cliche, but there's a huge history there that we just have to understand mm-hmm. how it all is embedded in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I can't talk about privilege without talking about history Absolutely. because it's connected to the history. And so if people would actually do a history lesson mm-hmm. and understand that um, you want to talk about something as simple as let me give a, a, a quick lesson here. The state of Oregon, I believe it's like 1868, mm-hmm. late 1600s, whatever it is, you can Google it. But they were offering 600 acres of land to white settlers to come to Oregon. And mm-hmm. if you were married, you would get an additional, okay, mm-hmm. 600 acres. You understand what 600 acres That's is? A ton of land. Ton, ton of land. land. Yeah. Ton of land. And when you look at property these days... Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about legacies. So at that same time, they were banishing and exiling Native mm-hmm. Americans, mm-hmm. African-Americans, Hispanic Americans out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the type of foundation, financial mm-hmm. foundation that that sets up is a privilege, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred plus years later. So again, but <laughs> So it's a sticky conversation. It's yeah. a contentious conversation. Yeah, so yeah. that's what privilege, yeah. part of that privilege comes from. So Definitely. And I, and I think all the different examples you, you give, because I think when you hear the word privilege, you like what you said, the two, the, the, the white privilege, um, that's what people immediately jump to. But um, there's it's so it's, there's so many layers. Yes. Um, and, and so what you're saying, like not taking it personally, is like you may be a piece in, in your privilege or the privilege that you're acting on may be like the very very top layer um but you got to that top layer right because of the the layers underneath and so um i i you're i think you're so right like you have to understand the history um and take a step back and look at that and look at it from um preferably not eyes from that top layer but try and jump down a few layers and, and and look that way um so thank you and i think you're right it is really sticky sticky conversation and um I, you know, I, I hope that as students listen to this or um, just people out in the podcast universe, um, just to kind of think about that and maybe, you know, crack open a, a yeah. history book and at least just like look. Um, because, yeah, privilege just kind of spans the gamut. Um, being able to 
go to a park and you know there's a hill and being able to just walk down it itself is a privilege yes and, and so um yes. it's through all facets of life so yes, yes. thank you so much that oh, was you're awesome welcome. so our final two uh questions what was your favorite class in college favorite or class. high school or ever you know i think um I'm finishing up a master's degree right now, Ooh. so I'll be done in December. Nice. Congrats. Um, thank you. Yeah. And I just finished a class in organizational um, culture and leadership, mm. um, and I really enjoyed this class. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this class because um, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, right? So <laughs> just finished, just dropped the paper off last week, so I'm pretty sure I got an A, but... Hey, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's applicable to what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and it also has forced me. So a lot of, you know, the things that we've talked about here today, mm -hmm. this is fresh, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to do research um, and, and put the, you know, cite the references behind it and so on and so forth. But there's also a lot of reflection that's done. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at culture, um, we talked a lot about just um, organizational culture and then our own cultures, um, mm -hmm. where we come from and how our culture impacts who we are today, our frames of reference, how mm -hmm. we look at things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so this was a this was a great course. Um, did a reflection paper at the end, and um, it was it was it was really cool. Mm -hmm. So um, I would recommend it to anybody. I, even that's just a just a I don't know uh, what you call those things. Uh, extracurricular extracurricular yeah, activity. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it was really cool, and it was just the um, instructor is from the Netherlands. Oh, nice. So yeah. She was, she was really cool. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um. What can I ask? What your master's is is in? Yes, organizational. Uh. Bleh. It's at leadership with the concentration in organizational change leadership. Ooh, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. All so. right. So when all the the good policies come and and education starts getting you know more inclusive and and stuff, that's that's gonna be you. Yeah. 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 It's all about being a change agent oh, and helping awesome. people through change. Wow. So, and because change is hard for some, mm -hmm. it's change depending on, you know, yeah. it's difficult for a lot of folks. Yeah. So, yeah, that is awesome. Um, okay. And then our final question, um, what was the best piece of advice that you can share with viewers that you were given, um, in terms of like college or even just like life? Yeah. I remember this, like it was yesterday. So, um, <laughs> I went to, uh, I did a year study in Japan mm -hmm. and right before I went over there. So they did this, a lot of prepping, they, mm -hmm. they prepped us in these group meetings. And I remember this one person said, um, to ground your expectations, not mm -hmm. to expect anything. Um, because at the time, I think when they had went to, you know, did an overseas studies that they had a particular set of expectations, mm -hmm. um, but anyways, they found out that they had to ground their expectations and it just made their trip better. Wow. So I've taken that. And I remember when I went to Japan, that's the mm -hmm. same thing I did. And mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've pretty much lived by that ever since. It's just whatever I go into, um, I just ground my expectations. I'm very neutral about mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so whatever happens, that's great. I don't get too up about it. And mm -hmm. if something happens that is not so great, I don't get too down about it. Mm -hmm. So that's been the best piece of advice for me yeah that's awesome yeah. i mean that just is like fate it like fits perfectly kind of yeah. with uh, what we're talking yeah. about awesome. <laughs> that's for sure great that's for sure yeah well thank you so much for coming this oh, was thank awesome. you for the opportunity i really yeah, appreciate it definitely. so yes all right as always uh, i was such a pleasure to have you here and to chat with you on college talk before i go 
Um, I want to recommend one piece of reading. I want to recommend a bunch of reading, but uh, y'all are just about to hit summer, so I'm sure that's the last thing you want to hear. Um, but something while you're hanging out on the beach or chilling in a park or um, laying in bed until four in the afternoon, as you do in the summer, um, there is is uh, an article. It's it's by an author. Um, and a researcher named Peggy McIntosh, and it's called White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack. Um, and we talked a little bit about how uh, that idea of white privilege can be kind of abrasive, but I really just challenge you to kind of like lean into it. Um, the article covers more than just that. Um, and, and take a second to kind of, you know, what Trice said, really look into the history um, and, and, and maybe look into yourself a little bit and see about why it makes you uncomfortable. Um, as we said, college is all about learning how to learn and it's definitely important to learn about yourself so we'll we'll uh maybe we'll talk to you next time on college talk (laughs) 